Hey everybody, John Huber here coming for you. Come. Hey everybody, John Huber here from the Maryland Education Network, brought to you by Maryland K-12, coming to you from my beautiful, luxurious uh, little studio down here in wonderful Ocean Pines, Maryland. Topic of the day, as always, um, or not as always, but um, people always like to talk a little bit about school discipline. <clears throat> There's always something to be <laughs> something to be said, and everybody's got an opinion on school discipline. You know, round those kids up and kick them out. You know, well, <laughs> sorry, but it's just it's it's just uh, not that simple. So um, hopefully, I'll give you a, a few. Um, a few insights on, on how all this works. But and if you didn't catch my podcast the other day, I would check that out, talk a little bit about, um, um, you know, the Constitution, constitutional rights, 10th Amendment, 14th Amendment, that kind of stuff. Because um, a lot of people think a lot of uh, incorrect thoughts about the Constitution and, and um, school discipline and education and whatnot. So hopefully I'll straighten that out a little bit there. Um, the bottom line is, is, is to sum it all up, the state is in charge. The state decides what goes and what doesn't go as far as education. When it comes to discipline, the state in Maryland has granted authority to all of the um, local school boards, the local boards of education, to um, create and implement their own discipline policy, their own student code of conduct, and they provide guidelines about how they, they want it done. And those guidelines over the past several years, as you might well imagine, have becoming are becoming more and more um, preventative and restorative based and more and more therapeutic as opposed to punitive. You know, whether you like it or don't like it, that's 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 what's happening. And that is kind of the, the forefront of why we see these things going on in schools and the schools are kind of having their hands tied. Why can't we do something about this? Well, <laughs> because you are bound by the policies. Now, speaking of policy, I mentioned to you before in in the um, in the the title of this little thing. Have you seen Baltimore County's handbook recently? And the reason I say that is because over the years, Baltimore County student handbook has slowly went has slowly gone from um, a, a, a punitive based approach to a therapeutic restorative based approach and that's not necessarily a bad thing but there's a couple little things in there that <laughs> a lot of people didn't catch and you really really need to uh, take a look at this to give you an idea of what I'm talking about <clears throat> first of all the entire um, handbook is divided as far as student discipline goes there's a few other things in there but it's mainly about student discipline student behavior sort of thing it talks about prevention talks about restoration like like restorative or restoring the, the student's behavior and logical consequences and it's always that logical consequence part where everybody has something to say and the reason is is because I feel <laughs> and I'm sure most people do all that other stuff is terrific. It's great. And I think we absolutely should have it. And it would be it would be a, a very big disservice to students and families if we didn't have it. But at the end, what are you going to do when all that fails? That's kind of where we are. And in terms of, of looking at, at this policy. So 
the logical consequences is, is, is interesting. So it goes on. It has pages and pages of about um, student responsibilities and student rights. Speaking of student rights, <laughs> here's a little tidbit for you. On page 8, there's one little sentence that says that the student has a right to appeal. And this little teeny sentence says, students have the right to a timely response to a proper appeal. Hmm. That is the, <laughs> that is the only thing that it says in there about appeal. And I'm going to do a whole nother video on that because that is huge. The way it just sits there, they don't really explain it. And most people don't understand what that means. And I'll, I'll do that in another video. But anyway, code of conduct <clears throat> talks about standards and then they provide these interventions and supports, you know, PBIS-esque. Um, if you don't know what PBIS is, that's a whole nother topic. It's um, positive behavior and interventions and supports. It's kind of a little reward the good behavior kind of thing and define what you want out of students in very detailed manner. So, you know, how can you hold them accountable if you never really told them specifically what you want them to do as opposed to telling them what you want them to not do? That's PBIS in a nutshell, but it's a lot more complicated than that. But anyway, you know, you get into some of these other things, and then it lists different offenses, uh, different supports for different category offenses. And then we get to... Um, Awareness, relationships, decision-making, social-emotional, student-friendly, uh, student-friendly actions, et cetera, et cetera. Phone numbers for support. There's this nice little um, graphic or a nice little um, graphic organizer kids can fill it if they want. My trusted circle. And all this is good stuff, no question. But we get to the, to the heart of the matter, <clears throat> and that is on page 16. You know, this stuff used to be on page, I think it was on 8 and 9. <laughs> I used to give these presentations on page 8 and 9, and now it's on page 16. Baltimore County defines the offenses in three categories. Category 1, Category 2, Category 3. Traditionally, Category 1, things for which students would generally be suspended. It would say these are acts, um, examples of offenses for which students may be suspended. Category 2 was examples of offenses which may be suspended, and they may also be expelled or sent to an alternative school, and, and there's different wording in there. And Category 3 used to say, Examples of offenses for which a student shall be suspended, or, or excuse me, it would say shall be um, uh, expelled or removed and, and sent to an alternative program. They changed that word shall to may probably about uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. I can't remember. It might have been longer than that. <clears throat> and, and that was, I didn't really object to that too much at the time because it was, it was a very like a zero tolerance thing. But the big one in that in that area um, was um, three. Um, can't remember the letter. See, it's usually I've been out of it for a while. Um, category three. I, I'm, I'm trying to guess the letter. <laughs> um, it was the um, uh, striking a staff member while intervening in a fight or other disruptive activity, and that used to be. Um, an automatic suspension, um, removal, um, that kind of stuff. Um, three, 3D, there it is, sorry, 3D. Striking a staff member's intervening a fight or other disruptive activity, intentionally or unintentionally. That was, at one point, 
the number one reason that students were being removed from Baltimore County schools. The number one reason. And they looked at it and they said, you know what? You know, these, these fights are going on where a kid takes a swing and, you know, you know, the teacher gets a little push by mistake and the teacher generally doesn't want want to pursue it any further the teacher's like fine you know this it was an accident i was just trying you know she, and and the teacher didn't want it but you you had no choice so they changed that teachers unions did not like that it's a big fight teachers unions lost and i was i was i was kind of um on the fence when that i go either way i can see both sides but i you know i wasn't terribly uh, um, opposed to removing that word because it gave administrators more leverage and it gave them, it, it gave us more um, um, opportunities to to exercise, you know, rational judgment and, and not expel a kid for a, a, a minor little, you know. I mean, certainly fight is is a is a, is a serious thing, but there were there were cases, there, and I was part of many of them where the kid just needed to be suspended for a day or two at school and brought back with a parent conference, and everything would have been fine. But they didn't do that, you know, because of that, because of that um, one little thing in there about um, 3D striking the staff member. But anyway, they changed it. That was six or eight years ago. The big one that I'm <laughs> I just found this out today. Category one. <clears throat> here's what it says: disruptive acts of misconduct, as determined by school staff that interfere with the orderly conduct of the activities, administration, classes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't say, <laughs> it doesn't even have the word suspension in there. It doesn't say that these are generally suspendable offenses. It doesn't say they're not. And then after this, now Category 2 says it. Category 2 says examples of offenses that may result in suspension, placement, alternative school, or expulsion. Category 3 says the same thing. And then after this, they talk all this stuff about short and long-term suspension, this kind of thing, and then they talk about... Um, you know, the administrator has the right to exercise judgment and, and, and you know, whatnot. So it, it, it's kind of very nebulous about, uh, you know, it doesn't say that you can be suspended for fighting. <laughs> you know, like if you, and if I were a sharp lawyer, which, which I'm not, I would question this a little bit. And, and maybe I'm wrong, and I'll be the first to admit it, because, you know, a kid comes in and uses foul language, and, you know, they're saying, they're, you know, F you right at a teacher or a principal or something like that. You know, it might not get it if you get to a teacher. <laughs> but if it goes to the principal, I guarantee you don't get suspended. So you go to suspend the kid, and then you get a sharp lawyer look at this and says, hey, it doesn't say anywhere in here you can suspend the kid. It lists the categories, but it does not say anything about what the logical consequence for category one is. And again, you know, you can dig around to some of the general things, but all the other categories specifically lay out what the logical consequence is. This just so I, I'm I'm curious about that, and that's interesting. Anyway, that's all I got. It's it's uh, it's it's interesting to see how um, these uh, handbook has changed over the years. It's interesting to see, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's slowly going from one direction to another, which which is fine. I mean, you know. If that's what you think, that's great. But I find it interesting that Category 1 no longer even includes the word suspension. I don't know what to make of it. Anyway, 
keep track of uh, what I'm doing. If, if you would, it'd be great. I'd greatly appreciate it. I am, uh, you know, starting to throw some more content out. You know, I got a lot of things coming up over the next uh, couple of weeks. Do got a little podcast going. I would love to hear from some of my former colleagues. I, I won't. Uh, I won't. I won't call you by name. You know, you got something to say? Give me a call. <laughs> you know how to get in touch with me. Give me a call. Let me talk to you, and uh, and we'll we'll see. Uh, See what we can do. I also did a few things on that Uvalde shooting in Texas. Oh God, just uh, oh, there's those poor, those poor kids. And now I, I would say the, those poor police, but um, I tell you, I I don't have any. Um, they they didn't do what they were um, what they were supposed to do, and uh, it's that simple. But anyway, um, give me a like, share, comments, do what you got to do. I would love to hear from you. And uh, thanks again. I got a lot more content coming out. Check out my website, the whole nine yards. So talk to you later. Have a great day.